Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unconfirmed, the show that reveals how the marquee names in crypto are reacting to the week's top headlines and can see insights keep on what they see on the horizon. I'm your host, Laura Shin, a journalist with over two decades of experience. I started covering crypto five years ago and as a senior editor at Forbes, was the first mainstream media reporter to cover cryptocurrency full time. Unchained and Unconfirmed are now published as videos. If you're not yet subscribed to the Unchained YouTube channel, head to youtube.com slash C slash Unchained podcast and subscribe today. Join Hack Adam 5, a two-week Cosmos virtual hackathon to hack on inner blockchain communication and be amongst the winners of a $50,000 prize pool valued in Adam. Visit 5.hackadam.org. Crypto.com is waiving the 3.5% credit card fee for all crypto purchases. Download the Crypto.com app today. Need cash but don't want to sell your crypto? Use Nexo's instant crypto credit lines and withdraw funds today. Starting from only 5.9% APR. Create an account at Nexo.io. Today's guest is Zero X Maki, co-founder of SushiSwap and now a multi-sig signer of the project. Welcome, Zero X Maki. Before we start, I just wanted to say for those of you watching on YouTube, Zero X Maki prefers to remain pseudonymous, which is why he's wearing sunglasses and a face mask. So SushiSwap has been one of the most dramatic events in DeFi recently, which is saying a lot because it's been an extremely eventful summer. A couple weeks ago, SushiSwap forked the code of Uniswap which was, at that point, by far the largest decentralized exchange or automated market maker. However, SushiSwap introduced a token on top, Sushi, which would reward both liquidity providers and token holders. Then the main dev behind SushiSwap, named Chef Nomi, cashed out after uh, generating a lot of interest in the project and a lot of money for him or herself. Right after Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of a cryptocurrency derivatives exchange, FTX, who is behind a project that is building a DEX on a competing blockchain called Solana, made a proposal to build support for SushiSwap on Solana. And then, <laughs> because of the outcry over how Chef Nomi cashed out, Chef Nomi was forced to hand over the admin keys to Sam. And then finally, after all that, there was a migration that took place of liquidity from Uniswap over to SushiSwap. And in the end, $1.2 billion ended up on SushiSwap while Uniswap was left with $400 million. So now with that background, hopefully the audience can follow along because just a ton happened in the last couple of weeks. But let's go back all the way to the beginning. Zero X Maki, how did you become a co-founder of SushiSwap? So I got involved in the project by basically like being one of the first person to read the white paper or medium article. And from there, I joined the Discord. There was maybe like perhaps nine person, I think. And I basically was 
asking question to Chef Nomi and Sushi Swap, the second dev. And we were like just having like a, a very honest talk about where this is going. Is this like just a food token? Is it just a hot dog or shrimp or whatever is like the, the trendiest like meme coin of the day? And I was actually very surprised to see that Chef Nomi actually wanted to push this project forward and like do something different, not just a money game. So from there, I, I just like asked if I could join and just be part of the growth of the project and make it like something bigger than ourselves. And why did you want to get involved? Like, what was it that you didn't like about Uniswap or how was it that you thought it should be improved? I never got like uh, an opportunity to work in the crypto industry before. I don't have like the resume to basically like be taken seriously, I think, or just the opportunity, like uh, the, the people to know the people that are involved in the space. I had like no connection. I'm like anonymous. Um, so from there, I saw an opportunity where I could like leverage like my, you know, my skills. And I think that Uniswap like is something amazing. I've been like a user since January 9, 2019. And the truth is, I think they've been moving slowly. And there's so many like other like things we can build on top of the UI that I felt that this sushi swap like could be it. We could like empower developers to build on top of it and we would like green light their ideas or like features way faster than what Uniswap is doing at the moment. Simply because it was it would be decentralized and so it could attract a lot more people than a centralized team. I think perhaps like we just have divergent ideas of decentralized. I don't think that the decentralized protocol like or DEX like Uniswap means that people should just be building on their side on their UI and basically never touch the original one or like do like a very minor update. So from there and also like, you know, the support on, on Uniswap is very lacking. Sometimes you go on their Reddit or Discord and it's moving very slowly. Is it because the team is overwhelmed? Perhaps. At the same time, like, you know, if you come on SushiSwap, uh, when we did the migration, we had over like 6,000 support message answered from the community, from people like uh, managing the Discord. Like nobody's paid here. Like it's all like because they love the project, because like they own some sushi, they want it to work. So that is the big difference, I, I think. And what was your background in crypto before when you were saying, you, you know, you I didn't have in the a centralized, I worked in a centralized exchange before. Um, it was like an amazing experience that I was offered. And I work in growth, support, um, all, all kind of stuff. I'd rather like not name the company, um, but I've never been able to break it inside Ethereum or, you know, like any decentralized um, protocol or blockchain. From your initial interactions with Chef Nomi and SushiSwap, who did you think they were? And also, you know, you don't have to say like who their exact identity was, but what was your sense of like where they were from or what kind so, of... So I don't want to feed any like conspiracy theories or, you know, like anything like this. Um, the only things I knew were that we were opposed time zone. They were near um, Singapore or Asia. Uh, they were, you know, like sufficiently technical, uh, where the CTO level, senior engineers, um, it's very hard to tell. I don't want to feed any uh, conspiracy. I know there's been like project being attacked by some community members. I'd rather not say. And to be very clear with you, the story is not done yet. 
we are still in talk with Nomi. Uh, there is like negotiation going on concerning the treasury. We know he's, he feels some guilt and we are not willing to disclose everything once every, like the, the, whole, um, the whole topic is closed. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to circle back to that in a second. But why don't we go back to the precipitating incident? How was it that you found out that Chef Nomi was cashing out $13 million for him or herself? For sure. So I was uh, doing a MAA with like the Chinese community at around 4 a.m. my time. So usually I would be sleeping. <laughs> but uh, since, you know, like uh, Sushi Swap, I've lost uh, the concept of sleep. So <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> Like we need to move fast and, you know, uh, to, to make things work. So I was doing an MA with like the Chinese community. We had like a wonderful question over like 400 people tune in in the WeChat. And from there, uh, some people were just saying, Hey, something is wrong. Uh, there is like uh, someone that like just moved the debt share. And then like, I just looked on Twitter. I just looked on, on discord. Chef Nomi just did like a very cryptic tweet saying, that he had like accomplished a lot of things with this project and that he should be rewarded. Uh, nobody had like made him a proposal to get paid. Um, maybe he was feeling uh, uncomfort, uh, like scared because of like a bug that we found in the migration um, code. So a lot of things were probably going through his head and he basically just cashed out. I was sending him a message on Discord. He was not entering. So that's what led me to publish like an ultimatum on Twitter, where if he didn't answer me in 12 hours, I would reveal everything, the whole story. Um, he did reach out to me. And from there, we are still in discussion for the, the next steps. Yeah. And I think the other thing that was surprising was he did this oh, just like a week after um, <laughs> Sushi Swap launched. So it wasn't even like he'd done a ton of work on it. Um, but so at this moment, is, sushi, is sorry, is uh, Chef Nomi still involved? Chef Nomi is not publicly involved. Uh, he was there helping for the migration with Sam and Alameda research. He is feeling the aid towards him from everyone. He is not proud of his action. So he'd rather stay in the shadow for now. We are still discussing about like what is going to happen with the treasury. Um, so I wouldn't uh, comment on this yet. So he does recognize that it was a mistake or he feels some regret? Yes, he does. Okay, but do you know why he did it in the first place? Maybe he was intoxicated. Maybe it was the pre the social pressure. Everyone was calling him a scammer, a charlatan, an opportunistic. I think uh, it's very hard to understand what was going on through his mind. And perhaps like at some point, if he returned treasury, he will do like a postmortem by himself and like, we'll see what happened on this side of thing. But I have like no expectation of him, like sending it back, back for now. Uh, is it going to be weeks, days, month? Who knows? All right. Well, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us will be tuning in to find out what, what happens to that money. But so in a moment, we're going to discuss the handover of the admin key to Sam Bankman-Fried. But first, a quick word from the sponsors who make this show possible. With the latest ups and downs in the world's economy, investors need new ways to grow their wealth. Nexo offers a high-yield interest product with up to 10% APY on your crypto, stablecoins, and fiat. 
You can also borrow cash or stable coins using your crypto as collateral at APRs as low as 5.9%. And there's the Nexo token that gives holders access to various bonuses and a dividend that is scheduled soon. You can find more info about the Nexo token at nexo.io slash token. That's nexo.io slash token. Inter-blockchain communication will be launching on Cosmos soon. Join Hack Atom 5, the two-week Cosmos virtual hackathon, where you can play with inter-blockchain communication before it is launched and be amongst the winners of a $50,000 prize pool valued in Atom. Hack Atom 5, coming soon to a dev post near you this October. Visit 5.hackatom.org. That's F-I-V-E dot H-A-C-K-A-T-O-M dot O-R-G. Back to my conversation with Zero X Maki. How was it decided to hand over the admin keys to SushiSwap to Sam Bankman-Fried, who's the CEO of cryptocurrency derivative derivatives exchange FTX, and also of <laughs> liquidity provider Alameda Research? So the next day following the dev share um, fiasco, uh, no Nomi reached out to me asking if I wanted the key, like the administrative key. Um, I told him I would rather not because I was not confident in my technical skill to do the migration and transfer everything to a multi-sig. So I instead I proposed two person. I proposed Andre from Wi-Fi Waifu. And from there, um, also Sam, because he is someone technical that did a proposal in our Discord. He had skin in the game, so I assume uh, he was. He could have been like also a person that could help us. A number of people speculated that Sam was Chef Nomi and that he had cooked up SushiSwap in order to pull liquidity from Uniswap over to Project Serum, which he's building on the Solana blockchain. What do you think of that theory? Uh, you know... I think that's like conspiracy. There's absolutely nothing true in there. Uh, we are like literally like just three nobody, three anonymous person that, you know, got together. Uh, Sam was, uh, I think, understood the power of community and that's why he joined this interesting project. Maybe he does as a uh, motive, you know, with Solanar Serum. Uh, doesn't interest me. I will be the first one to quit the project if this is pushed forward. And anyway, like, he was just involved for the migration and multisig. From there, uh, the community is going to be leading the project. So all of the conspiracy are false and shouldn't be taken seriously, in my opinion. And so when you say that he was only involved in the migration and won't be moving forward, what does that mean for the admin key? It means that the admin key is going to be secured by nine people that were elected by the oh, community. Right. But and he's one of, the, one of the signers. Yeah, he is one of the signers. I'm one of the signers too. Before the migration on, I guess it was Wednesday, how much liquidity did you expect would migrate from Uniswap over to SushiSwap? I didn't have any numbers in mind. I saw on Twitter that some people were speculating on 100 million, 300 million. We ended up with 1.14 million at its peak, I think. Uh, billion. Which was billion. billion. Well, yeah, billion, sorry. <laughs> which is like, it's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't and- have expe- expected so much. Um, the thing is, I'm not like delusional. I do know that, you know, Uniswap is working on a token. We might be vampire attacked by another competitor. But as long as we can, like, from there, like, we prove the, the, the concept that, like, the whole, like, thing, uh, that liquidity is, like, not a moat, that volume, like, yes, could be. But, like, I think the interesting building phase start now. So that's what I'm most excited about. 
So right after the migration, SushiSwap had 1.2 billion in liquidity and Uniswap had 400 million. Although actually by the time of recording Uniswap, um, its liquidity has increased to 700 million. And I just was wondering, were you surprised by how successful this vampire mining scheme went? Yeah, I was. But at the same time, I think the community or like every LP that got involved, like they were there for a paycheck. They were there for maybe the ethos of the project. Um, liquidity with the days of yield farming is just liquid at the moment. It's very liquid. I think the project that was able to make it a little bit more under lock is Wi-Fi with their vault. And there's like fees if you get out of the pools. Um, so I think we're going to see more and more of this. So people trying to lock liquidity, but I was very surprised of the success. Yeah. You personally don't own any sushi. Why not? Um, that was, uh, that was, uh, understood between the founder team that we shouldn't be farming, buying, selling any sushi because we already had the dev share that would be shared among us and the developers contributing to uh, the project, which uh, one has been a recipient uh, before Sushinomi um, uh, event. Zippo got actually like granted uh, some sushi for his work, uh, doing like an amazing dashboard, uh, tracking all of the pools, all of the, you know, um, countdown statistic, election of the multi-sig candidates. Uh, He has been doing wonderful work and he is actually uh, also a multi-sig signer. So I'm very, we are very fortunate to have like an exceptional community member. And Zippo is just one of 10 that I could name off on top of my head right now. So since that dev share was supposed to be split between you guys, not only did Chef Nomi cash out, but he basically also took money that uh, people were, you know, thinking was partly yours. Yeah, um... I would rather not go into the details, but I can tell you that, you know, even if Chef Nomi exceeded his uh, his share, let's say, or, you know, the whole treasury, uh, we still have like more than, I think, four or five million at the moment, uh, at the time of the recording. Treasury is going well. We're not like uh, too stressed about it. I mean, the project is uh, is picking picking up steam. At the moment, we see like a volume of, you know, 8 million on some pairs for like a one year old, like a one day old DEX, which is like crazy. Um, so it, we have like better like spread on like the incentivized pool than Uniswap, which is in my, in my opinion, crazy. Well, have you been paid at all for your efforts so far or no? I haven't been paid uh, at all yet. There is probably some proposal that, that, that will be coming up. Um, I do have a day, a full-time day job and I will have to resume this in, I think, uh, four or five days if like no proposal is accepted. Uh, I will still be involved part-time or as much as I can, but yeah, no, I've not been rewarded. Um, the only per- people that have been making money in this project are uh, Zippo and Chef Nomi. How do you feel about working on SushiSwap, which basically took all of its code from Uniswap, which is a team that's been working on this project for years. I think this was necessary to bootstrap the project. I think that is just, you know, like to confirm the idea, to see if there's a market or if there is demand for it. Uh, Am I proud of just being like a copy-pasted 
Uniswap, personally, I think no. But from there, we can iterate. We can become like more, we can become, like, become the best DEX from here, I think. That is like a very strong foundation. Whatever happened with Uniswap V3, I think that we will always have uh, something special going forward. So what is the vision for SushiSwap going forward? It is a DeFi um, dApps integration directly on the UI. It is like um, partnering with like indie dApps developers that maybe are currently working at a full-time job but would like to contribute to a side project and are not rewarded for it. Um, it is adding you know, like key features like limit orders, stop loss directly on the UI. There's like many things we can do. Uh, there is also like, as you know, um, the Serum proposal. Uh, is there going to be one, two teams that are be going to be building on another blockchain? Perhaps. Uh, am I sold to Serum myself? Not at all. I think that if like a team from Polkadot wanted to do the same thing uh, and the community voted yes, then it would be supported. Uh, we have like DAO like, uh, that's coming quicker than anticipated. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done, and I'm very um, grateful to have so many community members helping on this side. And what about the high fees on Ethereum that doesn't, I mean, you, you sort of have a kind of, let's say, fair attitude about switching over to another blockchain, but aren't you concerned about the high gas fees on Ethereum? I mean, yes, there's solutions. Uh, I mean, is it L2? I don't think so personally because it's going to break composability unless we can do it right. Is it going to be a gas token in SushiSwap? Uh, lots of things going on. Uh, is it going to be like incentivizing some wallet to make just one transaction a day? So it's kind of, it doesn't cost anything for them. Um, it's, it can be easily gamed. Uh, we do have like to, to check all of this, but you know, it could be like something like know your farmer from Arkix. So for example, like if a wallet has been interacting with specific dApps for the past six months, we can assume that, you know, they are not a fresh new wallet and mitigate some of this risk. Uh, we'll see, you know, like lots of, uh, thing to think, uh, I'm, I'm in there like for the long term, So yeah. Well, provided you get funding. <laughs> oh, even if I don't get funding, I'll still keep working on this. Yeah, yeah. It's so much I, fun. I, I can tell that you are quite the fan of DeFi. And the way that I can tell that is because of your outfit today. And for those of you watching on YouTube, you will get to see this. But um, Azira Exmaki, why don't you uh, show everyone um, and tell everyone also so, yeah, so the people um, on podcast can hear? This is, yeah. this is a... This is um, <clears throat> uh, Udi from Meta Factory, and they've been doing like some amazing stuff with merch for uh, DeFi. So I've been coping uh, 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 Udi from Wi-Fi, some jam pants, and you know, like uh, all, everything to be ready for um, the Tokyo Wi-Fi party with Blue Kirby. So <laughs> when, when why, is that happening? Oh, it's happening when uh, Wi-Fi is going to be 100k. So it should be like in a few months. <laughs> Ha. Okay, just like COVID or? Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll from see. there, I'll, I'll let the Wi-Fi community organize that. I'm a very big fan of open communities or like a crunch organization that people call them. I hope that Sushi can be one of them. Wi-Fi is doing pretty great. Yam is, is amazing too. Um, and I think 
haven't peaked at Swerve yet, but uh, I think they're trying to do something similar. And I will be always a big fan of like DAOs, like people organizing themselves, doing something similar. I've been also like in touch with Cream Finance a little bit to see what they were doing. Um, like it's just, I think people should stop seeing like fork or, you know, like everything as attack and more about like they're trying to do something different. They're trying, yes, they're inspiring themselves and stuff, but they want to just push the ecosystem forward. I think that the net positive for like SushiSwap at the end of the day is going to be that uh, more developers are maybe going to go anon and be sustainable by, you know, like enabling some sort of their share or something like a reward mechanism. Uh, maybe we're going to see also like more, um, more fair tokens because of this whole like, um, y- you know, you can be forked at any time now. Are we going to see more closed source projects? Perhaps, but I don't think that community are going to support them as much. So, and at the end of the day, I think like a lot of people got introduced to being LP for the first time. And that's like very key because that helps everyone. That helps like every traders out there. It helps like people to get deep in the rabbit hole. Like once you provided liquidity, now it's like easier to, um, you know, go farming somewhere else or if it's not farming, like maybe you you will start to interact with some DAOs because like now you're in an open organization. Um, people are have probably voted for the first time via like snapshot. Uh, it's like all of this that is like that is amazing in my opinion. And the more choice the users has, the better it is for them at the end of the day. And yeah, it's my uh, that's what I yeah, think uh, couple... is the impact of you know sushi swap at the end of the day. A couple comments I want to make. Um, one is, so just to describe your sweatshirt for the people listening on audio, it's a Wi-Fi sweatshirt and the, the sleeve says, I test in prod. And he's also wearing yam pants, <laughs> which I didn't know existed. I'm surprised you're not wearing any sushi merch. But um, then one other Soon. thing... Act- <laughs> One other thing that I wanted to um, mention is earlier when you said that we might see more Anon devs getting funded by tokens and stuff. I actually thought that uh, because of how uh, Chef Nomi cashed out that people may not trust anonymous devs going forward oh, as much. Oh, I don't think it's the case. I think we were just like... Um very early and we did some mistakes we're just going to be devs like doing like more time locks there's going to be like multi-sig protection for the funds or you know like some sort of uh, to make sure that the devs are not accessible very easily i think this is just going to be like standard from here like chef nomi was like nobody wants that to happen again i think and that is just a lesson for the whole like space i see okay yeah that makes a lot more sense All right. Well, this has been such a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for coming on Unconfirmed. Thank you, Laura. Don't forget, next up is the weekly news recap. Stick around for This Week in Crypto after this short break. How much in fees are you paying for crypto purchases? Now, Crypto.com is waiving the 3.5% credit card fee when you buy crypto. Apart from crypto purchases, you can also get a great deal on food and grocery shopping with Crypto.com. Get up to 10% back when you pay with your MCO Visa card. No card? Use the Crypto.com app to buy gift cards for up to 20% back. Download the Crypto.com app today and enjoy these offers until the end of September. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news recap. First headline, Bitcoin Core had high severity bug in 2018 is now fixed. 
Bitcoin's main software had a critical bug that could have split the $190 billion network in two and allowed attackers to steal funds. The denial of service vulnerability was discovered in the Bitcoin Core software over two years ago, but has not been publicly disclosed until now. Although it was quietly fixed in 2018, reporting of the bug was delayed because it took node operators longer than expected to update their software. The vulnerability ranked 7.8 on a scale of 1 to 10, with 9 or above being considered critical. Luckily, no attempt to take advantage of this vulnerability was found. Next headline. DeFi ushers in record-breaking volume in August. If you've been following everything in DeFi this summer, you will probably not be surprised to hear that August was a record-breaking month for on-chain volume, trading, and Ethereum transaction fees. Total adjusted on-chain volume, which serves as a proxy for economic throughput, saw a 30-month high. Bitcoin's on-chain volume increased by 23% from $66 billion to $81 billion. Ethereum's on-chain volume showed a massive increase of 82% from $24 billion to $44 billion. Overall, Bitcoin still maintained an on-chain volume in August that was almost two times higher than Ethereum's. Transaction fees on Ethereum, thanks to the burgeoning DeFi market, reached an all-time high of over 40% of total miner revenue, compared to 10% in May. Big names are taking notice of the DeFi frenzy, as the volume of DeFi tokens on over-the-counter desks has ballooned over the last quarter. However, these desks still appear wary of trading on decentralized exchanges. Binance announced its own AMM pool for liquidity providers dubbed Binance Liquidity Swap. The pool will offer different liquidity pools with instant token swap functionality, although the protocol itself is not decentralized. As for September, volume on Uniswap in the first 10 days of the month has already surpassed August's total numbers, and the second largest DEX, Curve, had also exceeded August numbers, record numbers by Thursday. And next week, Coinbase Pro will add trading in YFI. Next headline, Swerve reaches half of Curve's deposits in days. Just a week after launch, Swerve Finance, the unaudited fork of automated market maker Curve Finance, has gathered deposits worth $525 million. That's about half of Curve's total value locked, which is just over $1 billion. Swerve is a 100% community-owned and governed fork of Curve and generated SWRV tokens for users on day one of the AMM launching. Curve, in comparison, did not issue a token from the start, and when it did, an anonymous developer deployed smart contracts without the team's knowledge. Larry Cermak of The Block compared and contrasted Swerve and SushiSwap since they are both successful forks of popular DeFi projects. He says this trend of forking successful DeFi projects will continue. Quote, There will be a struggle between the original protocols that have the brand and development talent versus the protocols that have a fairer distribution and more community-driven governance. Next headline. Bitcoin transactions are up among small businesses in Africa. Small business owners in Africa are turning to Bitcoin for the speed and convenience it it offers when paying their suppliers. Reuters reports that Bitcoin transfers in Africa have jumped over 55% in a year to reach $316 million in June, according to data from Chainalysis. The number of monthly transfers is also up almost 50% to over 600,000, with the bulk of the activity taking place in Nigeria, South Africa, and Kenya. 
Driving the boom are the young, tech-savvy population of the continent, as well as trade with China. Chainalysis found that East Asia is a top partner when it comes to Bitcoin trading in Africa. Bitcoin has also boosted profits for these businesses, thanks to savings in money transfer fees and reduced foreign exchange fees from converting to and from the U.S. dollar. One seller of mobile phones, Abalaji Odunjo, says of using Bitcoin, quote, you don't have to pay charges, you don't have to buy dollars. In related news, Digital Currency Group announced it had acquired Luno, a retail-focused exchange with a strong presence in Africa as well as Southeast Asia. Luno, which launched in 2013, has received funding from DCG since 2014, and the acquisition positions DCG to have a strong presence in emerging markets. Next headline, 700 ETH lost in Chainlink attack. Nine Chainlink node operators suffered an attack on August 30th that resulted in 700 ETH, or about $335,000 at the time, taken from their hot wallets. Exploiting the way nodes respond to queries, the attackers sent price feed requests, which resulted in node operators spending large amounts of gas, which then pushed up the price of chi, a tokenized form of gas. The attacker then minted chi tokens at these elevated prices, later selling them for ETH. Once the node operators were drained of ETH, they were unable to fulfill data requests. The attack lasted two hours until a temporary solution to block non-whitelisted requests from active DeFi protocols such as Aave and Synthetics was implemented. A Chainlink spokesperson said the attack did not impact its network, despite node operators paying the high fees necessary to continue powering the system. While stating that consumers were not affected, the spokesperson acknowledged that elevated gas prices prompted the attack. Next headline. A DeFi trader turned $200 into $290,000 by exploiting a bug in sci-fi. An anonymous trader says they stumbled into an opportunity that led to them quitting their day job. A Twitter user named Amplify said that they traded $200 worth of an obscure coin called SciFi, a derivative of Wi-Fi. And at the time of the rebase, the rebase malfunctioned and their spontaneous trade netted them $290,000. On Uniswap, Amplify saw that two sci-fi would turn into 15,551 sci-fi, which is worth 740 ETH at the time, or about a quarter of a million dollars. Amplify at first thought it was a UI bug, but figured that if not, they would lose less than $50 in fees, so it was worth trying. Their win was everyone else's loss. The project collapsed. Amplify says they meant no harm to anyone while also making clear they saw the developers as responsible for offering a pre-sale for a forked coin and then pushing it forward with unaudited code. They also reiterated they had no idea the bug existed, saying, quote, I simply pressed a button because I saw something unbelievable on the other side. On a related note, Twitter user CryptoPlato posted a screenshot from the Swerve Discord on September 8th showing a transaction in which someone lost $1 million by sending that amount of money to the Swerve token contract rather than a liquidity pool. Be careful, DeFi traders. Next headline. Fun bits. Jack Dorsey on making Bitcoin more accessible. In a Reuters interview, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said, quote, I think the internet wants native currency, and I think Bitcoin is the best manifestation of that thus far. 
He said it was important for people like him and other operators to make Bitcoin easy for people to access, understand, and utilize. He said the two critical challenges it faces are the long transaction times and the lack of an intuitive, user-friendly interface. Second fun bits, ETH2 Medalla Data Challenge. With Ethereum's Medalla testnet now live, the Ethereum community has issued a challenge to all Ethereans to document their, quote, best Medalla data insights in the most readable blog post possible for prizes of up to $15,000. The deadline for submissions is October 20th and must concern data analysis or visualization of the Medalla testnet using open source tools and scripts referenced in the blog post. If you're interested in participating, check out the link in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about Zero X Maki and SushiSwap, be sure to check out the links in the show notes of this episode. If you're, le- if you're used to listening to the show as a podcast, you might want to check us out on YouTube sometime so you can see the crazy DeFi outfits of at least some of my guests. Go to youtube.com slash Z slash Unchained Podcast and subscribe today. Unconfirmed is produced by me, Laura Shin, with help from Anthony Yoon, Daniel Ness, and the team at CLK Transcription. Thanks for listening.